Uh, do you want to start the episode this time? No. Welcome, everybody, to the loudest podcast. We are the loudest podcast on the internet. It's the show where two incredibly weird comedians talk about super normie bullshit. I'm your host, Stereos Kodos. With us is Sarancha. I forgot my big gulp. Oh, you want me to get it for you? Yeah, I want my big gulp. All right, God hold on. Give damn. me one sec. I'll get you a big gulp. It is hot, guys. It is freaking hot. Global warming is real. It's 97 degrees in Brooklyn today. I want to freaking kill myself. Thank you. Oh, boy. I mean, it's hot in the summer in New York. Like, it gets hot here. Well, why is it wet? <laughs> because that's all of the... Because the sun bakes down in the garbage. And then the garbage, which is already wet because it has, like, a lot of diapers in it and, like, and uh, banana peels and things like that. Uh, the steam radiates off the garbage. And that's why it smells like wet garbage. Gross. <laughs> uh, look, I didn't say I liked it. I just said that's why it's wet. Well, listen, today's episode is sponsored by our new sponsor, Double Big Gulp. It's from 7-Eleven. You can get it for just, what, $2? Yeah, $1.89. $1.89. That's Brooklyn prices. So yours is probably $1. You can get a ludicrous amount of soda Yes. <laughs> for less than $2. I believe I looked it up once. I believe that is... One and a half times the contents of the human stomach. Is that a six? That's a 64 ounce drink, I believe. Wait, how much is the human stomach? 64 ounces. That's like eight cups. I believe the human stomach can hold at once 48 ounces. Well, let's find out. Oh my God. <laughs> I went down to the 7 Eleven. I was running around there like a madman with, uh, with my Weight Watchers app. I'm like scanning this, scanning this, scanning that, trying to find something that's like not a million goddamn points. Every ice cream is like all your calories for the day. I made you goddamn breakfast. <laughs> Did you not eat it? But I want snack. I want a snack, though. I understand. I want a snack right now. And beans just won't cut it, motherfucker. So I got a brookie. What's that? Wait, I'm going to see if you can guess what a brookie is. I got a brookie. It's a cookie made from bricks. No. Well, it tasted like that, but Brooks, no. Brooks are zero points. Bricks are zero points? Yeah. Okay, I'm going on the all brick diet. No, it's the it's a brownie shaped like a cookie covered in M- mini M&Ms. Eight points. Eight, you blew eight points on a single cookie? See, to me, that's like a, that's not a lot. Because boys get like 32 points a day. You get what, 22 points? I used eight points total yesterday. <laughs> Well, you're supposed to use all your points because, like, uh, you know, if you get in the mindset where you're only eating, like, a teaspoon of of sugar a day, that's not sustainable. I don't know. Whole 30. Whole 30, man. People go off that. That's where you don't eat any processed shit for 30 days. Yeah. And they come out, like, fucking enlightened. They're like Buddhist monks. They're like, I've transcended the need <laughs> for fat and sugar. <laughs> How many of your Whole30 friends are still on Whole30, though? The only person I know that's ever done Whole30 is my mom. She made it 14 days in. Apparently, the average time that people quit is 10 days. Yeah. The thing I like about Weight Watchers is it's just like, look, go eat a brookie. Just write it down. We know that there are brookies in the world. You're going to run into brookies. You can't live like like these things where it's like no carb, no sugar, no this. Look, it's like, look. 
At some point, you're going to run into carbs. I'm sorry, there's no trigger warnings for today's snowflakes about carbs, but you're going to find some carbs. I don't know. My, uh, I see it as like an alcoholic, because I know in my heart that I'm a piece of garbage, mm-hmm. and so when I start eating the tropical popicle, I will not just eat one serving of tropical no. popicles. I will eat the entire bag and also maybe another bag if I'm so close to the 7-Eleven. I will not just enjoy one tortilla with my huevos rancheros. I will fucking eat the whole thing, and then I will pick tortillas out of the bag and just eat them. That's one of my favorite depression meals is taking a bunch of cheese, shredded cheese, putting it on a tortilla and nuking it for 20 seconds. It's like an instant cheesy cheesy quesadilla. That's a quesadilla. That's that's a depression meal for you? Oh, fuck yeah, buddy. That's That's not... Look, that is more effort than most people put into cooking. That's, you could write a cookbook, the Millennials Cookbook. The Depression Cookbook. The Depressed Zoomer Guide. Wait, you tried to, speaking of New York smelling like garbage and cookbooks, didn't you try to pull a cookbook out of the garbage the other day? It was not in the garbage, it was adjacent to the garbage. The fact that you sound so defensive means it was in the garbage. It wasn't, you walked by, okay, so our apartment building has a little special cave you have to go in when you deposit your garbage yes. for the garbage fairies. Yes. And these cookbooks were not in the garbage, but they were outside of the cave. So I didn't know if someone, they were pristine enough that I didn't know if somebody was going to come back and take them. So I was like, okay, well, I don't want to steal these. I'll come back in a couple hours. And then no, somebody did take them. So I guess, but the rest of the cookbooks were still there. So I assume they were all garbage. Okay. Now, I'm going to list a couple. Now, now, you say that this cave is not the garbage. Correct. You say that there might be things left in this cave that are not garbage. No, 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 uh-huh. no, 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 uh-huh. no, no. Don't fucking grill mine uh-huh. here. I said they were not in the cave. Okay. They were outside of the garbage cave. Sure. Everything in the cave is garbage. Fair enough. Okay. So they were what? A foot outside the cave? Three feet. Three feet outside. Okay. I'm going to list a couple of things. Let's see if you normally see them. Three feet outside the cave. A thousand dollars cash. Where, where do you see that? Exactly. Generally not outside the cave. A fully working Xbox. I've never tested the Xboxes that okay. I see in the garbage. VHS copies of Mac and B. That sounds like garbage more than I've ever seen any garbage. Okay, but so you so you would expect to see VHS cop like ten VHS copies of Mac and B three feet away from the garbage cave. Yes. Yes, exactly. No, I would expect to see that in the garbage, because it sounds like boomer garbage. But but you know what? Sometimes that stuff's outside the garbage. (sighs) Like, the bodega on the corner that had, that like, had 20 VHS copies of Sleepless in Seattle they were trying to sell for a dollar each. Oh, man. Did I ever tell you? Oh, yeah. That, there's a reason that bodega went out of business. <laughs> yes, there is. The mob. Man, Please continue, though. Eating garbage is a special, is a close to my heart specialty of mine because when I was in Australia, when I was in Australia, I lived in Adelaide. I lived out of a hostel for a while. If you don't, if you've never been abroad, a hostel is essentially a barracks. Yeah. <laughs> that that uh, uh, poor tra- backpackers, you can go and you could sleep in them. And they're like stupidly cheap. But the intention is that you only sleep there and 
occasionally eat there. Okay, so you don't have so it's it's not a resort hotel where you hang out, but go down the water slides. No, sometimes there's a bar, but if there's a bar that it also just incredibly drunk Europeans the whole time, it's great. If you but it's like ten dollars a night to stay at that, which is awesome. So I went out to uh Adelaide, which is like, if you don't know Australia, it's like, here is Sydney and Melbourne, and then Adelaide is on the other side of the goddamn country. And I was there for three weeks, and I ran out of money. It's not that I didn't, I ran out of money, I didn't bring my credit card or something on the flight, and so all I had was like $50 cash, and I had to stretch that. So in For host- how long? For three weeks? Three weeks. Wow. So when, in, when you live in a hostel, there's a kitchen, right? There's a kitchen, and there's also a communal food shelf. And what that's for is like when Europeans will come to hostels in American Australia, and they will just, to save money, they will buy an ass load of food and then cook their own meals while they're exploring. And then when, but when you leave and you fuck off back to Europe, obviously you can't take cans of beans with you. So they put it on the communal food shelf. And there's an understanding that anything on the communal food shelf is just whoever wants it can take it. And man, I became the fucking Julia Child of that motherfucking communal food shelf. I met my worst creation I've ever made was somebody left beans like just a ass load of pinto beans salsa and then greek yogurt and i was like i think i've read somewhere that greek yogurt can be substituted for sour cream so i made this what what i can only call the call a hodgepodge of beans salsa and greek yogurt and oh my god i wanted to fucking vomit it was so disgusting it is not a substitute for sour cream but fuck me if it didn't keep me full for a whole day of adventuring in the outback god damn why not just eat the beans and the salsa you know those two things go together. Because there is some kind of weird utilitarian pride I have uh. of surviving on no money. And I don't know what it is or where it come from. But, oh, man, did I dig some good ass shit out of that. Occasionally, there would even be, like, booze there. Because you can't bring it on the plane. So it'd be, like, half a bottle of fucking vodka that I would find. Get up at 2 in the morning and scavenge. Okay. Would it be, now I used to do this at the PR job I used to work at. I would because like they had these like little side tables at the end of each row. You remember this? Yeah. And I would walk around like four times a day, all three and a half floors of where we worked, looking because you everyone put their free shit out on the side table. Like if you got a bunch of pizza for the department, you put the leftover pizza out. If you got a bunch of hats, you put the hats out. Dude, you got some good shit from there too. Yeah, you got good that real, shit. You got that really cute looking Team USA hat. I still wear that. Everybody thinks I don't wear it anymore because everybody thinks it's a maga. <laughs> In two years, though, you'll be able to wear it and it'll look great. Ah, god damn it! I I took a picture on the beach at one point and I look amazing and I'm wearing that hat, but I can't put it on any of my goddamn so social media because I get swarmed with really Sriracha a Trump hat. Wow. Uh, Yeah, I've seen those pictures. You do look great. I look amazing, but I can't post them anywhere. Your dad has called you a hat person. Is this correct? This is correct. Okay. Sriracha has the weird ability to make any hat look good. Sriracha, would you like to test this right now? No. (laughs) Okay. You know, in improv, we usually say yes. Okay, yes, and what shitty hat do you have for me? Let me see what hats I can find. Okay, hold on. Let's find some shitty hats for Sriracha. 
You can tell people. I don't think so. It's going to be, that's the $20 level. Okay. All right. Oh, good catch. All right, put this, for our listening audience, I've just handed Sriracha a full-on Wario hat. (laughs) Do I look cute? Yes, you look cute as hell! Oh my god, you look like Yo Watanabe, you look like a sailor girl! Yozuro! Oh, hi, Yozuro! Can I hear a little more? I fly into the sun. Can I hear a little more Yo Watanabe, please? Uh, a serious one, Nakama, this. Stop calling me a Nakama, I know what it means! Do you know what it means? Yes, you've told me! Sriracha told me that Nakama is somebody who pretends to be a woman on the internet. Yeah, that's true. God damn it! You can't just go, yo, Kiselba! You can't just say the normal shit! Toshite. What does that mean? It means why. God damn it! Okay, we will be right back right after this. Welcome back to the Loudest Podcast. Now, Sriracha... You had you wanted to add some else. Uh, I, I just I thought of another great uh, uh, food combination that you could use if you're ever if you ever have to just live out of a trash can. Okay. You spend ten dollars, go to the uh, grocery store, get an assload of sweet potatoes, and then you can mix that bitch with anything. You boil them and mash them up. And you can mix them with beans. You can put them in a tortilla. You can put them on bread. You can do any. Oh my god, there's so many. I ate so many goddamn sweet potatoes when I was living out of the garbage. All right. I have two things to add. One, every office has that person who their lunch is a sweet potato. Don't touch my garbage. And they bring a sweet potato to work and they stab it a bunch of times with a fork and they put it in the microwave. And they're like, they're like, my favorite blogger or influencer says you can cook a sweet potato in the microwave. You stab it a thousand times with a fork. In the middle of the workday. So I'm always walking in. There's like some like 17-year-old girl going like, gah, 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 putting in the thing. The whole office smells like sweet potato. And then eventually she just gives up and goes to Wendy's. Well, you got you to gotta get a wet paper towel. You, you stab the potato and you wrap it in a wet paper towel. And then you cook it because that steams it in the microwave. Are you cooking a potato or like burying a body? Wrap it in the thing. Stab it in the thing. Just go eat some McDonald's, lady. The first thing you got to do when you're getting rid of a body is you have to just pulverize the face. <laughs> pulverize what? the face. You have to, you remove the face. You pull the teeth out and you burn the fingerprints off. Because let me tell you, motherfuckers, the uh, bureaucratic hurdle of getting a DNA test might be what saves you in the end. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You're right. You always hear about those towns where they're like, yeah, we have like a million rape kits and we just kind of don't. We'd rather spend that money on like a swimming pool. So like we're just not going to process these. Yeah, you need to absolutely like if if you if you are looking at the body after you've pulverized it and you could tell who it is, you're not done. (laughs) I've heard that you can put a body in a trunk, then set a fire in the trunk and it's and it and like. It creates essentially, because tr- like trunks are like pretty airproof and all that shit, it creates like a mini crematorium that turns the whole body to ash, bones and all. Disgust. I don't believe that because any, like any good detective will know the scent of burning flesh. Even yeah, by the time they get to it, miles way, away, way too late. Just drive the car to the middle of the desert, uh, put the body in the trunk, and then call an Uber. But then the aliens will get it. Yeah, you're right. And they probably have super technology. Yeah. Like, forget DNA testing. All right, the second thing I wanted to say about hostels and the sweet potato diet in hostels is, 
The other day, did you tell me that I wasn't allowed at a hostel? You're not. You're too old. That's crazy to me. They won't let me sleep in a flop house just because I'm in my mid to late 30s? No, dude, there are actually like laws in Europe and other countries. Obviously not in America. In America, it's a case by case thing. But there is some kind of rules about discount hotels and they can only be used by people under a certain age because they don't want everybody staying in them. That's ridiculous. That's goddamn ridiculous. Look, who's more likely to commit a crime? A 37-year-old boomer or, like, some 19-year-old Johnny hopped up on goof juice? That's the problem is they don't want you creepy fucks hanging around the 19-year-old. What about Johnny? He's all hopped up on goof juice. Yes, no, if you're under the age of 30 and you're please just do it. Just do it once. It is an amazing experience. It is so much fun. I want to stay in a hostel more than anything now that I'm told I'm not allowed to stay in a hostel. It's great. It is awful. <laughs> when we stayed at in Ireland, the only thing I remember is this girl I was in like the middle of the room which is like the worst place you can be there's in the room there was about 20 bunk beds and the only thing I remember from one night is coming home after a night of drinking and then some Scottish bitch climbing into her bed and just puking on the side of it that was I also remember that girl because the next day we were talking about like what Americans eat for breakfast. Oh, by the way, you will be a fucking superstar. Because no, Americans don't know about these bitches. Americans don't know about these bitches. Go to any other country, stay in hospital. You will be a fucking celebrity. Just when people hear you start talking, they, they'll be like, are you American? And they'll have a billion questions for you about healthcare that you won't be able to answer. But um, one day we were sitting there, we were like, uh, these girls come over, they're like, what do Americans eat for breakfast? Because they made us beans and toast for breakfast it was like i don't know like pop tarts or something she's like a pop tart and she looks she's like we had a pop tart when we were visiting los angeles and i almost puked you guys start i'm like bitch we're sitting here eating beans on from a can on toast and a pop tart is what's gonna make you vomit they got chip buddy over there yeah you guys eat sausages made out of blood and no this a pop tart is weird eat pudding made out of blood is everyone in europe a vampire blood pudding is so good it's the black one it looks like a hockey puck but it's tasty anyway what we're talking about other foods made of blood (laughs) i want to steal your crypto oh my god all right before we get to today's main event uh actually we have a couple um, we got some scientists calling in later who are going to go over my brain scan results live. Yeah. Sriracha also has quite a bone to pick. With- I'm so fucking mad. Well, you know what? Then how about this? I got two gifts from listeners. Let's open one now, one later. Right. To calm you down from having Calm my are. rage, please. Oh, my God. Nathan Masry sent me. The- I- oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Uh, Nathan Masry's. I can't reach that, man. Thank you. Nathan Masry's a quote unquote assistant. Karen. Send me the most rage-inducing series of emails, which I will read for you live on the air. Oh, I love... Oh, you know what? I'll save it. All right, cool. Uh, this is one gift we have. We have a P.O. box. It's really nice. People send us bullshit. Uh, if you want it, get in touch with me. Because uh, no one's just going to write something down. Like, anytime someone's like, I'm going to give out my phone number. I'm going to give my address. It's like, what, what do you think? I have a pen in my hand at all times? At all times. Yeah, look, look I'm listening to this because I'm on the toilet, okay? If only if there was a way when we were listening to podcasts that we could stop it. Like, stop the audio 
and, and then write it down. Maybe you could even, if you listen to the address and it went too further, you could even like somehow take the audio and then bring it back into the past. <laughs> well, I have a much easier solution for this, but what are you talking about? Pause. <laughs> are you talking about essentially using like the remote from click to pause everything? Yes. So you can write down my P.O. box? Yes. Why not just hit re- rewind and kill Hitler? Turn him into blood pudding. Become <laughs> a vampire. Suck his blood. Hitler's blood. Can I have a scissors? Yes, hold on. I'll just open it for you. Just toss it back to me. I'm afraid to toss it with no, it's not going to break here. Oh, is one of these from Archangel of Life? He said he had something good in the mail for I, me, Sarancho. I don't know. I'm not sure, but here. Uh, here you go. Pop this open and take a look. Pop this bad boy open. All right. Try not to show the address to the camera. Oh, oh my God. This is fucking horrifying. Hang on. Hang on. Is there, is there, no, is there no explanation? <laughs> no? Okay. So I have received, I've received a wood print. It's a wood burning. It is a wood burning. With no explanation, no card, it says stuff and will kill again. And it's a porg looking incredibly menacing. And I, I love it more than almost anything I've ever gotten. Yes, it is our 29th porg. Uh, can, uh, read the first name on that envelope, please. This is from Pete. Excellent. Pete got in touch with me and he was like, I'm a professional wood burning artist. I w- I'll make you a thing that says stuff and will kill again. If you DM a game of D&D for me and my girlfriend, and I was like, yes, absolutely, I will do that. I will set up a special campaign just for you guys. Then he said, can you please have Sriracha join my girlfriend real like Sriracha? And I said, I, I don't know. Maybe. I'll see if I can. Everyone always, they invite me somewhere. Yeah, and I they like- go, oh, by the way, can you also invite Sriracha? <laughs> we love Sriracha. I and like- can you maybe not show up? And it's like, God damn it. No, I like it like I'm a dog. Like, oh, you're coming. Oh, well, you got to bring Sriracha with you. Can you bring Sriracha? Asterius is not my secretary, okay? You got to ask me if I want to go somewhere. I'm insulted, too. You're getting treated like a dog. I'm getting treated like worse than everyone's like, we want to hang out with this dog so bad. And not so much you. Yeah, we want to pet the dog. Guys, you can invite me to your birthday party and just me. <laughs> God damn it. Well, anyway, Stuffin is, of course, the name of the pork from our... Patreon only D and D campaign, uh, princesses and porgs. It is a one woman campaign. It's great. It's just what is it? Five bucks? No, it's like two dollars. Two dollars on patreoncom steers. Just two dollars. Give us your money. Come on, come on, come on. Give us your money. Yeah, exactly. Come, come on, come on. Come what are you going to spend two dollars on? Think about it. A cheeseburger from McDonald's. Let me tell you, I, I worked at a whack McDonald's. I can guarantee you, it's filled with cum. And I, I, and listening to this podcast has zero drops of cum in it. So you might be gay if you don't donate to Patreon.com. Just, just do it. Come on. Just do it. Just do it. Two dollars. Two dollars. Just do it. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. You don't want to be full of cum, do you? Come on. It's fine. <laughs> just tell me when I can. Just tell me when we're done talking about cum. Two dollars. Two dollars. What are you going to spend that on? Are you going to tip a barista? Let me tell you, I worked at Schmuffalo Schmodjimings. I wouldn't tip me two dollars. <laughs> I was terrible at my job. Well, I mean, what? why was there something? Did, did you do something to the food that you serve people there? I would never do something to the food. But let me tell you, as soon as those unwe- uneaten, uh, if, the, if, if the boneless wings didn't have a bite out of it, they're going in my mouth. <laughs> they go back to the kitchen. Yeah. That, I don't know what else you're supposed to do. It must. Oh, all right. Look, we can talk about Schmuffelish Mousebones all day. We've been putting this off for way too long. I'm trying to, this, this gentleman, uh, Pete, don't put your address in the back of these things. <laughs> I, can't, 
I'm trying to like move it out of the frame without doxing you. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Pete. Thank you so much. I love it. And I will think really, really hard about doing your D&D campaign. I, I told him you couldn't do it because I think you're at oh, work. Really? Am um, I at work? Okay. Nah, but I don't know if you could do it, do it. But anyway, Sriracha, <clears throat> set us up. Knock us down. I'm turning in, I'm turning control of the show over to you. All right. On our last episode, on our last episode, Nathan Masry strikes again. <laughs> uh, we we talked a lot of shit. We had Nathan Masry on the show a couple times, and uh, we t- we talked a little bit of shit about him. He uh, he told us that he was going to invite us to his grand opening, and then he got the date. He fucked up the date. Three. Oh, I'm sorry. No, Karen. I've been communicating over email with Karen, uh, Nathan Masry's assistant, who mysteriously speaks in the same. Uh, a, a blind man could see that this is Nathan Masry posing as a woman. So I think it's a Heather S situation we got going on here. So um, uh, 17 days ago, Asterius and I, and apparently Garf Gab, the gentleman that runs the Garfield podcast, received this message in our inbox. <clears throat> Asteria, dear Asterios and Garf Gab, I am not uh, mentioned in this, despite the fact that I'm on the email. <laughs> Nathan has instructed me to uh, to contact you. Oh, I'm reading this verbatim too. So if it sounds like if 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 you're listening to this later and you're thinking you're having a seizure, you're not. It's just this is how they choose to communicate with us. Nathan has instructed me contact you as our loyal media network and alliances recently at Blogtoe on their website and Twitter titled Toronto is not impressed has negatively attacked Nathan personally for his hard work and Garfield eats for the first time after hundreds of positive reviews and happy customers. But they managed to take a few and capitalize on a bad story. Now, uh. I realize that this is barely, this is English in the absolute loosest sense of the word. So uh, what they're trying to communicate is that blog toe, which I guess is like the New York, what would you equate it to? Like Time Out New York. Yeah, like Time Out New York. And if you don't know what that is, it's like a local, it's like a city specific magazine yeah blog to blog.to to for toronto blog toronto yeah so they what they do is they review food places and crap like that and tell you what you should and shouldn't view and they wrote a they wrote a story called like toronto is not impressed with garfield eats i read did you read the blog toe article yes it's like they ordered a pizza and it looked like it is just covered in jizz there is so many onions on it and the onions are boiled to shit and back and it just <laughs> Drowning in semen, just a swamp of cheese and semen. If and if I may interrupt, every single photo I've seen of these pizzas are covered in onions, and it does look like a web of like dry spider jizz. Is that a thing in Canada? You cannot get onions on a pizza unless you specifically request it in America. Is this like Japan? You can't buy a pizza without fucking mayonnaise and corn on it for whatever goddamn reason. Wait, that sounds delicious. It's bad, dude, dude, dude. I want to do a... I want to start... Tell me, guys, if you like this idea. I want to start my own little mini-cast for uh, subscribers, one a month. I'm going to call it Sarant Shows, and it's just so I can derail the... So I can, don't derail the show as hard as usual, and I could just rant about whatever is pissing me off that way. Sarant Shows? Sarant Shows? What do you call it? What would this be called? Sarant... Rant chose. Sarant chose. I ripped off the idea from Justin Wang, who does his $1 rants every month. It would basically just be that. So thanks, Wang. I give you 10 bucks a month, though. Wait, so. you mean the thing he ripped off from me from my $5 podcast? It's different, no, because nobody gets a specific one. There's just one every month. 
Unless you invented the idea of doing a monthly podcast. I don't think he ripped that off from you. Everybody ripped this off from me. That guy who jerks it to lolly porn, Justin Wang, a good friend of mine who we've had over here multiple times. No, that's not Justin Wang. Justin Wang is the opposite of lolly porn, which is he likes like thick women. No, with a digi bro. What did DigiBro do to you? DigiBro does a thing where you can pay him a certain amount of money. He'll rant on a topic. And and in one of his videos, he even said, I ripped this off from Asterios Coconut. See, it's just all of creativity is a cycle of ripping one another off. I ripped this off from Justin Wang. So, Please continue. So, so, I guess if you want to surrant, Cho, let us... Look, just continue. What was I talking about? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's going to be one of my first ones. Dude, if you are ever in Japan and you want to be absolutely... And you're sick of eating good food... Go to a fucking Domino's and you will have your mind blown. A Domino's at a Pizza Hut because it combines, it's two fucking levels of shitty. It combines the, it, an immovable object, the shitty, the universal shittiness of fast food pizza with an impenetrable force, which is Japan's weird obsession with having weird fucking pizza toppings. And they smash into another to create a vomit inducing combination that the world has never seen. It is hilarious okay japanese pizzas yes okay let me tell you how you're supposed to photograph a pizza in america or at the very least north america you put some goddamn pepperoni on it and that's it it's it's already shaped like garfield's head just put the pepperoni on it and take the pictures just do it don't cover it in dry spider jizz don't cover it in mayonnaise and corn wait Give me one more terrible Japanese pizza topping. Ooh, Cut up um, hot dogs. Do they do that? They do. <laughs> yeah. Cut up hot dogs. Eat ju- Here's the thing. Mountains of spinach. Really? Yes. <laughs> Cut up hot dogs is the one meal that, that you cannot describe well. But honestly, it probably does taste pretty good. No way, man. No way. I am above it. I'm above dried up hot dogs. They make me puke. Not dried up hot dogs. Uh, Cut up hot dogs. Uh, they make me puke. Nothing makes me puke like a fucking hot dog. Like, I'll eat it, but only if I am starving. It's just sausage. It's just a little bit. It's not sausage. sausage. Sausage is cured and has some kind of thought put into it. Hot dog is just... Well, fuck it. And then you smash everything. It's vile. Oh, by the way, getting back to this email. Karen, Karen, if you catch wind of this, uh, uh, I love your little confidentiality thing at the bottom. Let me read this confidentiality statement to you. The contents of this mail and any attachments it may have are confidential and intended only for the named recipients. If you are not the intended recipient, than any use, storage, co- wrong form of than, <laughs> storage, copying, dissemination, or reliance upon this mail or contents is attachments is unauthorized and prohibited. If you receive this mail and you are not a named recipient, please notify the sender as soon as possible and delete it immediately. <laughs> uh, first, first of all, not, not how fucking laws work. Karen, you cannot impose consent on someone who did not. You cannot impose confidentiality on someone who did not consent to it. And by the way, I don't give two fucking shits about your Canadian privacy law. I am an American citizen. These laws do not apply to me. So, uh, fuck you. Anyways. (laughs) 
We strongly appreciate your you positive support and unleash your fans to support us by claiming that it is false news attacking a young Canadian entrepreneur in literally fifth day of soft launch. And moreover, there are no periods in any of these paragraphs, by the way. If you guys were wondering why I'm not stopping to take a breath. Hang on. Let me try again. We appreciate, we strong appreciate your positive support and unleash your fans to support us by claiming that it is false news. Attack a young Canadian entrepreneur in literally fifth day of soft launch and moreover for use finest ingredients and farm two, the number two, so we're not fucking around. Place supply sourcing. People will get used to an orangey Garfield secret sauce rather than a canned tomato red paste full of preservative and artificial colors, which we do not use and have zero tolerance. Globe and Mail largest Canadian newspaper has written a great story and did their diligence interviewing Nathan and Jim Davis. Garfield will not be brought down and we need your help. Garfield will not be brought down. What the fuck? Who is writing this copy? It has to be Nathan. It's Nathan Masry because he also tweets the phrase you will get used to the taste. What does that mean? What does that mean? He was, t- I don't know if he was talking about the sauce or his unsalted french fries, which is another thing I know you're probably going to get into, but you got to stop telling us we're going to get used to it. That's not very appetizing. Nathan, you need to hire a copywriter. You need to. This is not English. This is not English. In any, this is English like McDonald's is food. Okay? But in addition to it, not even if this were in perfect English, you don't send random podcasters and, and Twitter guys like a desperate... 2 a.m. message to save your business. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna get to desperation later. That's a main thing. <clears throat> Every unhappy customer is taken seriously at the Friends Happiness Center. Which I don't. Am I supposed to know what the fuck that means? <laughs> Uh, and we always give or sponsor a free pizza of las- pizza of lasagna to give us a chance if they are unhappy as we streamline our operations. We are not a 50 years old brand like McDonald's. Things take time to perfect and we thank all customers for believing in us. We hope you can comment on their posts and get your support system involved. Moreover, we would love to send you Garfield Eats merchandise to your address. Uh, which we never saw, of course. Of course. <clears throat> so, um, me, me, uh, you know the old saying, you fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice. Go fuck yourself. I'm not advertising your brand without trying your fucking food. What are you, insane? No. You know how much, uh, you know how much people pay for, uh, advertisements on podcasts, Nathan? Uh, it, it's more money than you have. How about that? So, um... I respond back. I say, good morning, Karen. Thank you so much for reaching out to us. And we're very sorry that you're having trouble with the press. We'd love to promote your merchandise and brand on our show as early as next week. Please rush ship items to the following. And that's the P.O. box. We'd also love it if you could fund a trip to Toronto for both Asterios and myself to try the food in person. Tasting the food firsthand will better allow us to comment on what exactly makes it amazing and taste better than other pizzas we have. Of course, we'll share all of this information with our extensive listener base. Like, motherfucker, no fucking way. Absolutely the fuck not. You think I'm going to go up to, I'm going to fund another trip out of my fucking pocket? 
to go taste your shitty, awful food? Absolutely not. You are goddamn. You are out of your goddamn mind. If you think after you fucked up your release date thrice, I'm going to make another attempt at coming to your restaurant. No, motherfucker. You're paying for planes. You're paying for Ubers. You're paying for a hotel. You're paying for the taxi from my fat ass to the Dunkin' Donuts down the road. After I eat your pizza and I have to vomit into a garbage and eat real food. So then I get a I get I get a response that uh, clearly whoever is responding cl- did not read my email. So it says, "Thank you. Most importantly is that you comment on Blogtoe and get your fans involved on how wrong they are and misleading. It's on Twitter, wrong form of it's. People <laughs> people already commenting on how not true it is. By the way, fucking lie. Did not see anybody commenting on it besides uh <laughs> just salt the fries over and over again. Yes, uh, there was, yes. So they don't offer salt. And, they don't offer salt for their fries at all. Allegedly. No. So everyone's going in there. They're buying French fries. They're coming totally unsalted. Now, look, if you want unsalted fries, that's fine. That is not the default setting for fries. You should have a little box in your app that's probably screaming Earth Angel at you while playing a cartoon from 1992 over and over again, and there's a poop swastika on it with a little (laughs) radio button that you click to say unsalted, please. But everyone who's been complaining about the fry salt, Nathan just goes in there as Karen and goes, salt is bad for you. No salt on my fries. Yeah, what the fuck? Like, uh, Nathan, we don't need you. We know that salt, too much salt is bad. We don't need you. Why are you moral policing the amount of salt I'm eating, but you won't tell me how many fucking calories is in your lasagna? Also, I'm eating French fried potato sticks. <laughs> These are not... A- the that's like being like instead of stabbing him 12 times I stabbed him 11 because it's healthier anyway did I write this next email back no then Iris write the email because Karen clearly did not fucking read right. what I wrote so I said hi there Karen we will absolutely be able to confirm that blog toes article is incorrect if our needs are met <laughs> we must have the opportunity to try the food in person first As your team has previously given us the incorrect opening date more than one time, which has caused us to foot our own expenses for a missed launch, we are asking that Garfield Eats cover travel, accommodation, and other expenses to Toronto to try the food. Our massive listener base would love to talk about your food, as would our many Canadian listeners, but we need the opportunity to try the food first. I'm sure you understand why we can't talk about how amazing your food is without tasting it first. Thank you. And we look forward to working with you. And th- look at this snotty ass reply. Nathan, you fucking dumb shit. This is not how you talk to an influencer that you want to uh, promote your stupid ass pizza. You ready? Hello, this is understandable. However, we don't sponsor such knees, and per our PR plan, we can surely discuss alternative and raise to management and see how we collaborate. As for the opening, we didn't force anyone to attend, but you insisted and we tried to accommodate. By the way, our grand opening is next week. You might have received an invite already. Thank you anyways for quick action, but the counteractive must be imminent, and it is about momentum we can't reply after a few months when article was written and then karen has linked me to the uh the globe and mail article which i guess it looks it looks like a paid piece yeah well it's it's one of the many pieces that was written before the 
restaurant was opened where people are just like, some idiot made a Garfield restaurant. Like, I believe this Globe Mail piece does not review the food because the review... It's just a story about that the business is coming. Because you didn't have a kitchen. <laughs> yes, because when you when the one reporter who did go there, and you keep saying, oh, we spent this money. We spent this money. What? I spent this money. I'm the one who got on the bus. <sighs> I'm the one who spent the money. I went to Toronto while you were fucking off and diddling yourself in your goddamn massage chair. Yeah, no, I would, I would never go to Toronto. Without a Garfield pizza. So, uh, do you have the emails open? I do. Uh, Why don't you read your response? Okay, so at this point, I decided to hop in. At this point, I am so fucking mad that I cannot write a coherent response. Who the fuck talks to people that way? That they want to promote their shit? Yes, if you are sending people an email, begging them for your help, now is not the time to play the blame game. We emailed you guys multiple times to confirm and double confirm the launch date after I bought non-refundable bus tickets and an Airbnb. Only then, a couple of days beforehand, do we get an email from Karen saying, we've pushed the launch back again because we forgot that we need a kitchen to yeah, make food. Who the fuck knew that? So not only is Garfield Eats food shitty, but their management is also shitty. So so now look, I have worked in PR for over five years. I'm a PR professional. So Sriracha was told me, if I email these people back, I'm going to start cursing at them. Can you please handle this next round? So I go, I got it. So I write, hello, Karen. We totally understand that you have an established PR plan, in parentheses, which we see is working great. <laughs> Fantastic. Everybody loves jizz-covered pizza and unsalted fries, right? Yeah, who, yeah, who doesn't love these things? <laughs> Just like we are sure you understand, we cannot endorse a product we have not tried. But we are sure we can find a, quote, winning and winning situation that satisfies both our emotional <laughs> needs states. Wait, did I miss an email? Oh, wait, yeah, we did miss an email. Did we? I. Uh, here is an entergaging concept that will sure to produce the results you crave. Why not send us a Garfield-shaped pizza in a flash-frozen, flavor-saving cryo chest, like the kind below? Then we can heat it up in our oven and eat it on our air. And what <laughs> I included was a picture of Mr. Freeze from the Batman and Robin movie uh, with a big frozen cryo tube that I hope they will put a pizza in and send to Brooklyn on Instagram a literal science fantasy yeah I mean Arnold Schwarzenegger is in the picture uh, on Instagram Nathan has previously stated that we have over half a million listeners a week your lie comes back to kick you in the ass these are similar numbers to Mark Marin podcast, which charges between $5,000, $7,000 for a 30-second mid-roll ad. But because we love Garfield and Nathan and Garfield Eats and QMR, not, not QSR, QSR. <laughs> we will give you entire segment of show where we try your food for just $3,000. It's a steal, really. <laughs> USD. And I made sure to put USD in there. I don't want your worthless. Canadian money. We don't want your fucking Arabian Dinmars or whatever. This will be a great way to quote counter quote the quote narrative that those disgusting 
despicable, disgusting people in Blog Toe have put out about you. They are monsters and they should be made to suffer. We will fight them on your behalf. Just give us the weapons that are money and your delicious pizza to try and enjoy farm to table. <laughs> the weapons that are money. <laughs> If not, we are welcome to hear more ideas from you and best of luck in managing this PR crisis, crisis. slash Asterios and Santana. <laughs> and uh, sexism, only Asterios gets a response. Asterios, thank you, but given that the IMC plans, am I supposed to know what the fuck that means? IMC plans are budgeted in January. It is best maybe if you come to the opening Friday and Saturday. Let me know and perhaps we can pay back the receipt for it upon arrival. We do not send frozen food. That is not our business concept and jeopardize our taste and quality, nor will the studio accept. It is best if you come here and enter gauging if you come here enter gauging the fans, then we can discuss for that. I'm like, motherfucker, no way, no fucking way. If you, so what they're asking essentially is that we fund another fucking trip out of our pockets. And I'm like, absolutely not. In no universe will that happen. So I take the liberty of researching some flights. And what I think is a, a very reasonably priced Airbnb. <laughs> <laughs> Proton Mail, you are secure, but you are not great for live broadcasts. I see here, I have the emails here. I see uh, you say, Karen, that sounds amazing. In fact, we'd love to record a video of us tasting your food for the first time. We can absolutely make Saturday the 22nd work with the grand opening. Uh, Sarancha here writes, I have priced flights and lodging from New York City to Toronto <laughs> and attached screenshots. The total expenses for the trip come to $1,614.94. Payment can be made via PayPal to Asterios Coconuts at Asterios.coconuts at gmail.com. As soon as payment is received, we will book over everything and send over confirmations. Thank you very much. And we can't wait to see you at the Grand Opening. <laughs> and uh, I I'm looking up these flights here. Uh, these are not first class flights, right? No, they're not. It was just, uh, they're so expensive because it's day before to Toronto from New York motherfucking city. Yes, exactly. And I see you found a hotel, $119 a night. That is not expensive for a, ho for a hotel you are booking tomorrow in Toronto. Yeah. Um, uh, they write back. The event is Friday from 11 to 1. See if you can find more competitive fares, and I'll send to management today for consideration and approval. If not approved, then we can work something out soon for Fan Expo event. Moreover, finance takes seven days for any approval and payment release. Hence, I would advise you to bring receipt for refund at the day of event. However, review costs again and rescind for review as I must speak to finance today and register your bank details and company name, etc. If any in our Garfield and Friends Alliance system for vendors, it not easy. I don't even know what that means. Like even this word. I don't even know what they're trying to say in this word salad. It's it's crazy. It's nuts. Um, I think we have to wrap up this segment, unfortunately, because we uh, we have those scientists calling in. Oh, okay. So here's what I'm going to say at the end. Unfortunately, we regrettably, we did not get our trip to Toronto. But uh, if you want to learn how to manage PR this good, let me tell you, Nathan just tweeted out on his uh, his Instagram that um, they're looking for interns. All you got to do is email friends at GarfieldEats.com, I believe. I, I, I tweeted it out. Yes. Hit up my Twitter. Um Man, wouldn't it be terrible? Wouldn't it be terrible if uh, 
<laughs> Everybody sent in troll responses to that. And wouldn't it be also really, really awful if everybody sent in troll responses and then emailed them to me, Sierra Santana at porkcheddar at protonmail.com, and I sent two chain links to anyone who had the best, funniest responses? Wouldn't that be awful, Stereos? That would just be, I cannot endorse people crafting original and hilarious resumes of serial killers, uh, <laughs> classic movie monsters like Frankenstein or the Wolfman, Odie himself, John's former roommate Lyman who disappeared in the 80s for some reason. Man, I can't think of anything worse than having that email. Very serious internship full of copypasta <laughs> by yeah, the end sir, of- I hate it if there was the copypasta that said, what did you just say to me, you little, you little young ter- Canadian restaurant entrepreneur? I'll have you know, QSR, not QMR, 5,000 confirmed OD kicks. <laughs> you are nothing more to me than just another pizza restaurant. I hate for that to happen. I would. There would be nothing worse than that. And I definitely will not promise uh, two chain links to the person whose response makes me laugh the hardest. But unfortunately, I can also not promise that you have to pay the Ethereum fee. <laughs> All right. And we will be right back after this break with more of the Loudest Podcast. And we're back with the Loudest Podcast, the Loudest Podcast on the Internet. Now with us are Connor and Tom. They are brain scientists or student brain scientists or so. Su- tell me, tell us who you guys are, real quick. Um, I guess I'll go first. Um, thanks for having me back, Asterios. Um, I am a sex researcher up at the University of Victoria, and I uh, study. I study a lot of the sex, but I do have some experience with uh, brains and cognition. I'm uh, excited to be back. I thought you were going to say you have experience with sex, and I was going to say that's probably a lie, but... I don't. <laughs> Are you a virgin? And, uh, yeah, my name's Tom. I'm a PhD student at UVic in cognitive neuroscience, um, and, yeah, I study the effects of stress on decision-making and how stress impacts how we value reward. Wow. Okay. Yes. I, for- I forgot to say, of course, Connor is... We've had Connor on before. He's- he was our sex scientist. He walked us through the history of uh, Japanese hentai. It was a lot of fun. It was great. It was a really, it was a really good segment. Uh, now, you guys are both in Victoria, Canada. Is that anywhere near Toronto? And have you tried the pizza at Garfield Eats? <laughs> it is not near Toronto. Um, but I, I am going to be in Toronto in October, so I'm definitely going to try the food. Oh, please take pictures. And also, I don't know if you uh, were listening to the earlier part of the episode, but they are looking for an intern. And I am not offering everyone a little bit of cryptocurrency if they can write the funniest response. <laughs> yes, we are not. We're certainly not doing that. Um, look, Garvelese is going to be closed by Toronto, so get your asses up there now. Yeah, you better go soon. <laughs> okay. So, listeners, let me tell you why I invited these two scientists on today. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I think I told a story about how, you know, I'm trying to get back into therapy to deal with uh, the stresses of being alive. And... <laughs> They put me in, like, some kind of cerebro. They put, like, a colander on my head, like the one that Doc, Dr. Emmett L. Brown used to try to read thoughts. Uh, it was called an EEG, which stands for Extremely, Extremely Good Brain Test. And uh, they had me sit in a room with, like, a gateway computer from 1992, stare at a bunch of lines, and then, like, a bunch of wires were hooked up to my head, and then... It read my crazy waves, 
And uh, if you have too many crazy waves, that's bad. But if you don't have enough crazy waves, that's also bad because you got to be a little crazy to live in this crazy world of ours. Am I right? So scientists, uh, what have I gotten wrong so far about what happened to me? Uh, I mean, that's, uh, that sounds about right. Um, so basically what they just did to you was with EEG is they're measuring the ions that are moving throughout your brain. So it's basically the electrical activity of your brain. And I'm looking at your little report here, and it looks like they've given you scores on a variety of symptoms. This is the funniest fucking thing I have ever seen in my life. I didn't think it would literally tell you this percentage autistic. (laughs) Yes. Sriracha, what is my autism percentage? And show it to the camera too. Mysterious, you are... 25% autistic. There's a picture of a brain on the back and it says you you have this much anxiety. You have this much this. You have this much that. You have this much autistic in your brain. Sriracha, this is the first time she's seeing this. I mean, it really does look like kind of you're building a Final Fantasy character, only instead of, like, magic abilities, strength, constitution, it's depression, anxiety, dyslexia. You literally have a touch of autism. 25%. I have 25%. Now, uh, now, real quick, boys, what does EEG stand for? And is this still a common practice in mental health? Yeah, so EEG stands for electroencephalography, and it's uh, definitely still very common. Um, What they're using it in this case for, um, this diagnosis or these, like, symptoms is not as common. What you normally will see EEG used for is for stuff like epilepsy and for sleep disorders. Okay. Um, They're, yeah, like... This is really a nascent field for using it for stuff like depression and ADHD. Um, There is work that suggests when you're depressed, you process reward differently, and EEG can detect how you process reward. So maybe there's something there. Okay, wait. When I'm depressed, I reward myself with, like, a big burrito. Like, the other night, I bought a thing called the Monster Burrito. We had it delivered at, like, midnight. It was the size of a toddler. Sriracha was like, I'm going to bed. And I was like, don't worry. I'll leave a lot of this burrito for you tomorrow when you wake up. And I left none of it because I was so depressed and sad. Is that normal? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's normal. Who amongst us can say we don't do that on a weekly basis? But is that healthy? (laughs) No, health is relative. I'm I'm asking you guys for relative judgments. Scientists! (laughs) Wait, Sriracha has a question, sorry. Health is also relative. Like, is it healthier than smoking a big bag of crack? Maybe. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what is, what is, (laughs) what is, what is is tinnitus? Yeah, it's measuring me for tinnitus, which I would think it would need to, I don't know, do some sort of hearing test for. What does that mean? It's tinnitus like, yeah. is like a persistent ringing in the ear. Little kids have it. Usually you don't have to hook up 30, uh, 30 uh, wires to a guy's skull. What did they? How did they measure you for autism? Did they like flash a picture of Sonic the Hedgehog on the screen? It did, and I got a boner, and they put wires on my boner. It's like, it's like the, the clockwork cards that keep your eyes open, and then they just lines a quick. It's a Kanasoka. 
Yes, I love Conestoga wagons. I love diesels and steamies. Okay, okay, boys. So I just want to confirm this. Like, um, getting an EEG that tells you that you are 50% depressed, 65% ADHD, 75% anxious. This is still a nascent field. Like, we shouldn't take these these numbers as gospel. Yeah, I uh, I wouldn't take them as gospel. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, the only thing I want to add to that um, is that, I mean, I'm, I'm not as exactly well-versed, but I guess I think measuring these things with percentages doesn't really say what they're measuring. So it doesn't say if you're 50%... Uh, like 50% memory disorder or you're 25% autistic or if that's just 25% chance of autism. What does, yeah, what does that mean? 25%? I only have a little bit of autism. I only get a half chub when I see a Sonic yeah. the Hedgehog fucking well, it, it means you're interested in the Sonic fandom, but you haven't played any of the older games. <laughs> it, means, it means you're interested in Sonic, but you have not created an OC yet. <laughs> I just haven't gotten around to it. I'm so busy all the time. Oh, okay, now I'm going to I'm going to read a little bit of what this test says um, just to give us kind of a baseline here. So, you know, it says the EEG profile report provides a comprehensive report on the relation between the patient's individual brain activity profile and the patient's neuropsychological symptoms. The current introductory page shows general information about the EEG recording the page's symptoms. Section one, the brain waves profile addresses the surface amplitude, the agreement between the EEG results and the patient's symptoms, and the EEG biomarkers for psychopathology and arousal. Now, I'm starting to remember when I came in, they asked me, like, on a scale of one to ten, what's your this? What's your this? What's your that? And I wrote down, like, ADHD, 10. Depression, 10. Anxiety, 10. OCD, 10. Autism, 4. Schizophrenia, 0. Memory, 10. Insomnia, 10. Epilepsy, 0. Substance use disorder, 10. Traumatic brain injury, 5. Because I did really fuck up my brain when I was a kid. How? I ran into a... Okay, so, like, I went to, like, a religious preschool in, like, a tiny, tiny, tiny farm community. So we didn't have the money for, like, a real balance beam. So what they did was they had a big metal pipe that they would use as a balance beam. Wow. You want to get tested for tetanus next? Yeah, exactly. And so I was so excited. I wanted to be the first person on the balance beam. Out of, so, like, I was waiting by the door for recess, and the moment recess happened, I started to sprint. Oh, no, I wanted the swings. I Because it was like there was only three swings because it was like a tiny, tiny Catholic preschool. And uh, and I ran so hard and so fast that I ran into the balance beam. And the next thing I remember, I woke up on an operating table surrounded by lights. And there were nurses like holding my head still. And I was like thrashing around and shit. Oh, my God. Holy shit. Yeah, I that's why I have this scar uh, right here in my forehead. It's like Harry Potter's scar only... Uh, Only it's it's a blood disease. Only it's a blood disease. So I wrote down traumatic brain injury five. Now, is there a chance, scientists, that what this test did was just take my symptoms and spit them back to me in a nice looking chart? My reported symptoms, that is. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that actually definitely sounds like what they might have done. Um... (laughs) 
Yeah. Um, that's just good news for you then, because if you think your uh, depression's 10 and they say it's you're 50% right, that means your, uh, your depression's actually five hysterias. Congratulations. See, that's what I'm thinking. Cause I told them that I told them like, oh, all right, I think I'm autism at like a, like a three or four out of 10. They're telling me three or four, but I'm telling them my, I'm telling them like my anxiety is a 10 and it's coming back and only 50, only 50% of my brain is made of anxiety. What did you think was going to happen? Like, do you think they were going to come in and put their hand on you and say, I'm sorry, you have terminal autism. I, I don't know. I was just like, it was, cause remember this was the crazy lady who tried to convince me that smoking pot sometimes is okay yeah what the fuck and then i told her now i am addicted to drugs like <laughs> it's not I, I have an addiction like i can't just like do it a little bit like i'll do it all the time and the lady was like no but it's okay it's just weed and i was like are you trying to get me hot like do you are you asking permission to pull out a big bomb right now in the middle of the work day you want to pull out a big fat dog with <laughs> you now, I'm reading another thing here. Now, it says that I have low beta activity, huh? <laughs> which must mean I have high alpha activity. Huh? Hmm? huh? What's that mean, boys? Give me the science on this. Um, so if you actually want to know I what, do. Those, what those measures are is um, basically the oscillatory activity in your brain can be separated into sine waves and those sine waves basically vibrate at certain hertz so for example you can divide brainwave activity into delta waves alpha waves theta waves beta waves gamma waves um and basically those are all associated with different sort of cognitive abilities um and they're actually sort of the way your brain communicates between different parts of the brain okay now i'm I'm sorry what were you gonna say Oh, no, keep going, keep going. Now I'm, now I'm reading this report. I got normal delta wave activities, which is good because, because the Voyager got stuck in the delta quadrant. Isn't? Like, yes. From what I'm reading, it looks like delta waves is the scary one, right? So you really don't want high delta waves because then you'll start seeing shit. Yeah, yeah. True. What happens if I got too many delta waves? And then what happens if we take the delta flyer to warp 10, turn into lizards, and have sex? Actually, just answer the first question. I already know what happened in the second question, because in season two, episode three, Threshold, we find out Janeway and Tom Paris have babies. I'm diagnosing you with at least 50% autism. Well, then show me the beta waves. Okay, I have normal delta waves. What does it mean to have too much delta waves, too little delta waves? Tell us the science, docs. Uh, Again, we get back to, I think what we're getting back to is... There's no real appropriate level of delta waves or beta waves. Okay. Because uh, this is all going to be, needs to be relative to a baseline. Okay. And I think at this stage, I don't think the research is there to say, oh, you have too much beta or you have too much delta. Okay. All right. Yeah. So n- now, now, good. You, I am looking for actual answers from you guys. So thank you for providing them. Um, like, like uh, for argument's sake, though. Uh, it's telling yep. me I've got low theta activity at central sites. Um, mm. It's telling me that I, I, uh, it reflects something called hypoarousal in those areas, which is, of course, what I get every time I'm on the subway in New York City in the summer. These girls are wearing nothing on the subway. Like, spaghetti straps everywhere. Teeny tiny shorts. The other day, 
I'm in Dunkin' Donuts, and there's a girl on the back of her throat, on the back of her thighs. There's a tattoo that says heaven, and another tattoo that says sent. So when you're fucking her from behind, you're reading tattoos that say heaven sent. What am I supposed to do with this, Sriracha? How are you fucking someone that you can see their thighs, but they're also you're also from behind? I don't understand. It's reverse cowgirl. Yeah, but wouldn't her legs be bent? I, I just don't understand. Where on the thigh was it? Like how? On the back of the thigh, like right above the butt. Right above the butt, I guess. There. No, you're right. I guess that would have to be more of like a lower back tattoo exactly. than an upper That's what thigh I'm thinking. tattoo. Like, you no, have you're to right. Really be craning your neck. Well, Connor, you're a sex scientist. Is it possible to find a sexual position where I can read words that are right under the butt cheeks? Oh, I want to ask the sex. Oh, okay. please, Sriracha. Uh, a sex scientist, answer this after you answer his. I jerked off to a dead celebrity by accident yesterday. Does that make me a necrophilia? Like, not obviously a picture of his dead body, but I jerked off to him, and then I realized he was dead. <laughs> okay, take her question first, please, because I now I need to know this. Um, uh, to the dead celebrity question, um, it doesn't make you a necrophiliac because necrophiliac is specifically attraction toward the dead. Mm. Oh, so and like the- you weren't, yeah, and you weren't consciously aware that the person was dead before. So, um, unless you were having sex with or jerking off to the dead body, then, uh, you are not a necrophiliac. Okay. That makes me feel better. <laughs> okay. Well, what about this? What if. Does this make her an old soul that she can only jerk off to like black and white pictures of the guy with from Rebel Without a Cause? Robin Williams. You were jerking it to Robin Williams? Very young Robin Williams. Dude, he was really hot when he was. I didn't realize it was him, though, until I finished. What? How did you encounter this photo of Robin Williams? R slash Lady Boners. All right, I got to see this. Can you pull up this picture on your phone? Yeah. All right. Look, Robin Williams was, I don't want to say that he was hot as Mork, but he was at least young. He has a face that you wouldn't kick out of bed. Okay, sex scientist, on a scale of one to ten, let's say Robin Williams in that movie where he was trying to teach those kids uh, poetry. What was that movie called, sex scientists and regular scientists or brain scientists? Was it, it was uh, not being John Malkovich, uh, tutoring Dead James Society. Joyce. Wait, what was it called? Dead Poets Society. Dead Poets Society. Because <laughs> in Dead Poets Society, he's like an authority figure. He, like, he stands up to power. He tells you to rip apart your books. So, like, maybe the fact that he's not, like, traditionally a 10, but, like, he represents, like, an ethos that you're trying to change, that you're trying to chase. Would that make him sexier? Sure. Yeah. Robin Williams is total a daddy. He's a daddy. They're saying he's a daddy. Uh, okay. Yes. You got to have increased delta waves to be a daddy. The other reason you find him attractive in, in that movie is that he's in a little suit and tie surrounded by a bunch of young hot guys in a little suit and ties. I don't even know what fucking movie you're talking Dead about. Dead Poet Society? Never seen it. I know Stand on a Desk, but that's it. It's the desk standing movie. Yeah, but I've not seen it. I've only <laughs> seen clips of that. Okay, all you really need to see is the desk standing scene. And just like there's another movie... Uh, where Robin Williams tries to teach. So, wait a minute. Scientists, is there any scientific evidence that the teacher in Dead Poet Society is also the teacher that teaches uh, uh, th- th- those two uh, Brooklyn boys, uh, those two Boston boys in... Uh, oh, shit. You know the one where it's like, how do you like them apples? Goodwill hunting. Yeah. Is there any scientific evidence that the Dead Poet Society teacher is also the Goodwill hunting teacher? 
Um, I'll have to get back to you on that. Okay, run the numbers. Put some chemicals and some other chemicals. Okay, uh, I'm seeing here. I have low beta activity at panatineal sites. Low, and I have slow beta activity. Uh, my al- I have normal alpha, normal delta, low theta, low beta. Now, pretend for a second that, that all of this cockamamie bullshit science that was clearly done just to get my $30 copay is true. What <laughs> can we learn from these data, from these data points? Um, the answer can be nothing, by the way. <laughs> I mean, honestly, probably not that much. If you want the real truth. God damn it. Um, I spent 30 hours of my goddamn copay for this. <laughs> and here's what they told me to do. They're like, we want you to come back seven weeks in a row. We're going to sit you down in a room and we're going to show you different images until your brain waves normalize. Oh, so they're using neurofeedback. What is that? So this is this idea that you can actually train the brain how to respond just by basically showing you this is how your brain responds. You're able to modulate your neural activity. So it's like if you zap yourself every time you look at a picture of Sonic the Hedgehog, that will over time make you not autistic. I have a bracelet that does just that. (laughs) <laughs> I have my Zaplock watch, god damn it. Okay, okay. So, if they bring me in a room and they show me pictures of, uh, I don't know, somebody waking up on time, in seven weeks I'll wake up on time? Like, if they show me pictures of, like, industrious go-getters, will I finally edit these episodes of Waifu Wars I've had on my hard drive for months? No, because they also need, you need to associate it with something good, right? So they need to show you pictures of people waking up on time and then also jerk you off. <laughs> is this covered by my health insurance now canadians i know you have a much better health insurance system than us but from a scientific perspective will me getting jerked off while looking at a, at a picture of a guy balancing his checkbook help me balance my checkbook uh i think it'll just give you some weird fetishes but yeah, it's definitely it's definitely going to lead you more toward the realm of being attracted to men doing their checkbooks god damn it okay we need hot ladies hot ladies balancing their checkbooks Hot ladies waking up on time. Hot ladies not starting arguments with their bosses. We need hot, hot ladies with fully funded 401ks and fully filled triple Ds. And then, and then if the girl is jerking me off is kind of only a two on the alpha scale, if you know what I mean. But I'm staring at these hot ladies. Maybe between the two of them, it's like I'm getting it from a six, Sriracha. I'm imagining the lady jerking you off in one of those, like, suits with the ping pong balls tipped off. And they put a helmet on you, and it's a VR of a woman simultaneously. Like, half of the screen is her cleaning the bathtub, and the other half of the screen is, like, her jerking you off. If it was, and if she was 25% Amy Rose from Sonic the Hedgehog, that could correlate with the 25% autism in my brain. Yeah, but she's going to have to punch you in the mouth afterwards. Wait, what? To beat the autism. That's just science. Okay. Connor and Tom, thank you guys so much for coming on. If anybody wants to follow Connor on Twitter, they can follow him at Connor Leshner. It's C-O-N-N-O-R-L-E-S-H-N-E-R. Tom Ferguson has some very interesting stuff up on, what is it, Google Academic, Google Research, Google Google Smarty Pants, Google Scholar. Is that true? Yes. Yeah, Google Scholar. Yeah, so so check these boys out. And uh, thank you guys so much for taking time out of your Saturday. Come on. 
Yeah, of course. It was great. Yeah, thanks for the opportunity. All right, guys, that's it for this week's episode of the Loudest Podcast. I want to thank Connor and Tom for coming on. Um, uh, Sriracha, anything you want to plug or promote? Uh, remember, I am definitely not giving away a small amount of cryptocurrency to the person who emails me, porgchatter at protonmail.com, the best res- internship application. Remember, guys, keep them serious. They need a real intern, and you send those applications to friends at garfieldeats.com, I think. Have Zwick double-check that. Yes, the email definitely exists. I don't know if that's the email you use if you want to get an internship. Spent about 10 minutes looking for it and I couldn't find it. But that email definitely will go to them. And if for some reason you do do this, which you shouldn't, definitely don't use the email that's linked to your LinkedIn account. Put it in the link in the description. Okay, yeah, definitely. And uh, just to let you guys know, we have some pretty awesome tour dates coming up. We're going to be in Orlando, Florida on Friday, July 26th. We're going to be in Miami on Friday, on Saturday, July 27th. We'll be in Houston, Texas on Friday, August 2nd. And we will be in Austin, Texas on Friday, August 3rd. Now, Sriracha might not be at those Texas dates. Yes, uh, the only one I'm definitely confirmed for is Orlando. You can go to Twitter.com slash Stereos to see Orlando, Miami, Houston, Austin, Chicago, Detroit, Toronto, and Montreal. I will be at all those shows. I'll have a rotating cast of guests and friends joining me. Sriracha will be at some of them. The Thought Cops will be at some of them. Other great comedians will be at some of them. And uh, that's about it for this week's episode of The Loudest Podcast. Thanks so much, and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.